Imagine having the life of your dreams. Not temporary cash and glory, but happiness and inner peace. Explore new ways to be a creator and take your own journey into greatness. Is it possible? What does it take to make that happen? It takes the person known for extreme results. He's called the cage breaker and the ultimate catalyst. Coming back from the brink of death and now crushing it for himself and his clients, this is your Ultimate Life Podcast with Kellen Flukiger. Hey there, welcome. Welcome to this episode of Your Ultimate Life, episode 823. I want to invite you to go to that URL, www.yourultimatelife.ca. It's where I've put an incredible resource, a multiple video series with the five master keys to live without limits. Imagine living without limits. The only limits we have are the ones we put on ourselves. And that might sound like hype, but why is that true? Because you're an infinite capable being, no matter where you've been. So today I want to talk about ultimate purpose. And that word ultimate, that can be a, you know, a buzzword, just trying to say something big. That's not what I'm doing here. Ultimate purpose is the final, the big, the driver. You know, we can have a small purpose. I got up this morning and I had to put my shoes on, right? Maybe I have to tie the shoes. That's a purpose for a second. Ultimate purpose is that big one. The one that drives your life, the one that you are settled in your heart and soul is really what you're supposed to be doing here during this time in your mortal experience, however you define that. Now, there's no question that the details of an ultimate purpose can change and do change over time. When we're in high school, we're trying to get good grades and maybe we're trying to find our place in a group or clique, or we're trying to get someone to date, or, you know, we're trying to get meaning and purpose to our lives. And so that isn't, you know, that isn't what I'm talking about here. When you get a little older and you've got a decade or two under your belt after high school, or maybe right after high school, you know, I've, I just interviewed someone for this podcast a few months ago, and I was shocked. And here's why I was shocked. The maturity and focus of this individual, and he was 21, just four years, three or four years out of high school. And his purpose may morph, will morph and grow over time. But right now, at 21, he had super clarity and was focused. And I'll tell you what it was. His focus was on helping those who grew up and were going through adolescence and high school and that sort of thing in the same kind of circumstance he was now. Project living, real struggles, poverty, you know, nine people in a two-room, a two-bedroom apartment, that, that sort of thing, <clears throat> with not enough of, you know, fill in the blank. And so he, instead of getting bitter and turning to crime and being negative and hurting other people, like some do, not all, he chose to live in a place of um, helping with the struggle. I was going to say struggle, but not struggling helping with the struggle by offering motivation and, and encouragement. <clears throat> there he was. He wasn't suddenly wealthy. He didn't get rescued, as it were. He chose to make something power out of his, powerful out of his opportunities. Now, that was amazing. So there's someone who, at that age, had created a purpose. Now, he didn't have to choose that purpose. And here's an interesting thing. 
That purpose was one he chose. He looked at his own life experience and said, hey, this is what I'm going to do right now. And he's articulate and capable, and he's a good speaker, and I heard him not only on my episode, but I heard him in other places also. Another place or two I saw him speak. And he's on a mission, a mission or purpose that he has declared. He has chosen to, in terms of how he's going to add good to the world. So ultimate purpose is a declaration of a reason for living, breathing, doing, who we are being. And that's the most important thing. I talk about being a lot, and it is sort of a esoteric, can be sort of an esoteric word. What do you mean being, human being? I'm being, I'm breathing, so I'm alive. And we sometimes associate being with just being alive. I am alive, therefore I'm being. Well, in one sense, that's absolutely true. You and I, we are being every microsecond, every second, every minute, every moment, 8.64 seconds. Remember that. I'm not going to redefine a moment right now, but if you haven't heard the definition, probably on 10 episodes out of the 822 before this one, I've defined a moment as a particular length of time. It's kind of fun. It's 8.64 seconds, and how that came to be is a mystery, right? Okay, so a purpose is why and how you are being in each moment. Now, there are housekeeping moments where you are getting food together. You know, I had a shake for breakfast, a protein shake with some supplements and things in it. That's what I had for breakfast. Not that that should be interesting. And then I also got a chance to say good morning to Nadia, a Ukrainian woman who's off to work this morning. And in a little while, I'll get a chance to help with her daughter, Veronica, get up, get ready for school, that kind of stuff. Joy does most of that. I just kind of, the alarm clock. So, but the purpose, my ultimate purpose is to love you and help you choose your purpose, develop your gifts, and create the kind of impact you want. Accelerate, elevate your impact, your commitment, and all of the rest, and then to make the difference you want to make in the world. Ultimately, we want to matter. Now, when we're kids, how we define that, we want to matter by being important. We want people to be nice to us and tell us we're okay and pay attention to us. You know, kids that are in attention deficit disorder, and I'm not talking about the other, but don't feel like they get any attention, they act out and do crazy things sometimes in order to get the kind of attention. So as we're growing and developing as youngsters, we need attention. And so as we grow up, we all need things. Now, the easy ones are food and water and air, but we need some kind of love and acknowledgement. Now, here's the fabulous thing. If you're looking for your ultimate purpose, here's what underpins that search. First of all, you don't find it like digging it up in the yard. You don't have to go on a safari. There's some foundational truths that will help you. You are a child of the divine. No matter where you are right now, no matter what struggle you're in, what circumstances you're in, just like that fellow who grew up in the projects, he realized that he was of divine origin and that despite the fact that he grew up behind some degree of an eight ball, he was going to use that experience to serve. 
to bless, to lift the lives of others who were in similar circumstances. So it starts, the foundation is understanding some truth. You're a divine being, no matter what difficulties are going on around you. That is a simple fact and truth. Now, that's a glorious fact and truth because that means you can have or create anything you want. Like if you came from the creator, not if, since you and I came from the creator, from God, the universe, however you define that, you and I are divine beings. We're in a mortal body right now that's subject to pain and illness. I have a little tiny bit of a cold this morning. You know, my back hurts and you have whatever pile of things there are. That's okay. Your spirit is divine. It is infinitely capable. Now, the fellow that I was mentioning, he recognized that and said, hey, I'm going to use this divine opportunity that came from you know, these struggles that I had. I'm going to use it. What am I going to use it for? I'm going to use it to serve and bless the lives of others who might be struggling the same way that I do. <clears throat> so the foundation principle number one is you're divine. The foundation principle number two is that you have a purpose. You have a mission. You have a purpose. It didn't come from trivial places. It came from your divine origin. When I died in 2018 and had three conversations with God at the door between this life and the next, one of the four fundamental truths that I learned was that, number one, we're all divine. Number two, we have a mission, a purpose that we not only agreed to, but we were excited about. Now, all of these purposes that we have are all rooted and grounded in loving and serving each other. Their expression might be different. You might be, the third principle is you're blessed with the gifts and talents you need, and I, I am too. We are blessed with that in order to carry out the mission of love and service in our own unique way. So the foundational mission is to love and serve each other. That's what it is. How I do that and you do that are going to be completely different. How you do it and your brother or sister or friend does it is completely different. Why? Well, we have different life experience. And we have different gifts that we were given. You might be gifted in art. You might be gifted in listening. You might be gifted in teaching. You might be gifted in empathy. You might be gifted in intuition. You might be gifted in your ability just to look at people and see the beauty in them faster and better than someone else can. You might be gifted in your ability to acknowledge and say those positive and wonderful things we all need to hear. Now, this fellow that I was talking about, that's what he decided. I'm going to, he said to himself, I'm going to go do this. I'm going to lift and bless people. Hmm, anybody, everybody? No, I think the ones I can talk to most are the ones fairly close to my age going through what I just went through in the last six years. I think he was 21 when we talked, probably 22 now. But in the last six years while he was going to high school, seven years, he, you know, he went through a set of experiences based on the, you know, poverty and this and that. He said, I'm going to talk to those people because my friends, when I was going through that, I had a lot that were struggling and a lot that were acting out on this and that. And so he said, I'm going to help that group. Well, <clears throat> we're built to love and serve each other. That's how we feel the best. That's incidentally how we make the most difference. Now, some people say, I'm just going to chase money. I'm going to go do whatever I have to to get cash 
get rich because I think rich, rich, rich solves all the problems. You know what? It's fun to have money. I lived a significant period of life where I had more money than I knew what to do with, and I could buy anything I wanted. You know what? It was miserable. No matter what amount of money you have, all it does is multiply the internal problems you have by 10. So my own lack of self-esteem, my own need to sabotage, my own depression, which I struggled with deeply. Some shrink said it was bipolar, but it doesn't matter. Some form of maladjusted mental illness I struggled with for 35 years. From when I left home at 17, probably even earlier, early teens, to 52. It was 52, I was 52, and I finally made a choice. I had a divine intervention, but it was really just a, a staggering series of events that woke me up and said, hey, I don't have to live like this. I don't have to continue to be this broken, self-sabotaging, negative person that's hurting myself and hurting others. I don't have to do that. Now, my hurting was addictions, and I failed at three marriages and all kinds of things. But the wake-up was, I don't have to be that anymore. Now, my friend discovered that, that I had the fellow I was talking about. He discovered that way earlier in his life. I didn't. <clears throat> and so I had a battleground of decades behind me of stuff that were hard and difficult. <clears throat> yeah, there were good periods, but lots of struggle and negativity, which, as I said, included addictions and a couple of suicide attempts and all the rest. Nevertheless, 16 years ago, in 2007, a wake-up call. That was my wake-up call and a choice moment, a pivotal leverage point to change my life and move in that positive direction. Yours maybe has already come, or maybe it was a series of small ones, or maybe you never had a huge downward spiral. <clears throat> I don't know. But what I know is every one of us is invited to serve and love in our own unique, absolutely individual way. What makes it individual? Well, it's not complicated. You have a different life experience than anyone else, even those that grew up in the same household. All I have to do is look at my brothers and sisters to see that. I have five brothers and sisters. There were six of us. Well, there were seven, but one died when he was three months old. So the six of us all grew up in the same household. And if I look at them, they are completely different people. How they handle things, what they think about things, how they treat other people, completely different. Even though we grew up in the same household, two-parent household, same, same, same. Our experiences before we came right? As spirits before we came. Our own individual experiences growing up at school with friends, without friends. I didn't have friends. Once or twice in my whole childhood from zero to 17, I remember thinking, I have a friend. But it was never very deep and never very long. Like once or twice in my life did I like go over to somebody's house or someone came over to my place. That happened once or twice in my life. And so the idea that we're all different is absolutely easy. So you have a unique set of life experiences. You also have a unique set of gifts and talents because even those in the same household were given gift, different gifts and talents when we came from the other side to here. 
And so, and on top of that, you've developed a different set of skills. You went to school for this. You went to trade school for that. You learned this hobby, that hobby. So when you think about your skills, your gifts and talents, and your life experience, it's easy to see that you're completely, completely, totally, absolutely unique. That's a wonderful thing because that means the way you and I and each of us can accomplish our divine purpose and mission of loving and serving each other and adding good to the world is totally unique. That means we have 8 billion different ways of adding good to the world right here, right now, alive on the earth. Now, if you're living in a circumstance like in war-torn countries, you've got Ukraine, got Israel, Gaza, all of that struggle that really prescribes, limits, sometimes proscribes what we can do. True, we've got a civil war going on in Sudan now for, I don't remember how many years, but a long time. Lots of suffering. So in those kinds of circumstances, <clears throat> our ability to do things is constrained by externalities. When I died five years ago and I was in a coma for 17 days in the hospital for a month, my, my ability was limited, or not limited, but constrained, bounded by where I could go and what I could do. But even in those circumstances, you have the ability to add good to the world. You have the ability to love and serve. You might be being served, like I was in the hospital, by my dear beloved angel wife who came every day and kept things together and kept the dogs and cats together, kept our businesses going, kept her eBay store going, created money, and did all the kinds of things that she needed to do in a heroic effort while I was dead and then recovering. And so she was using her skills and gifts to do that in an extraordinary measure in difficult times. Now, ultimate purpose. Let's talk about now, for the last half here, how to find it. Because the truth is you're a divine being, you have unique gifts, you have unique skills you've developed, and you have unique life experience. So you have an individual and powerful way to add good to the world. You do. <clears throat> that individual way to add good to the world will create the most impact in the world and the most money for you, period. That's a fact. The, the, and be the most fun. So most joy, most impact, and uh, a living. Create a good living. So... <clears throat> Here's what I've learned about, quote, finding purpose. Number one, it is not a discovery. I don't, okay, I'm going to go find my purpose and go on a safari and, you know, either in the mind or otherwise. And I know, <clears throat> excuse me, I know I have, a, have not an active client right now, but a client who kept going to ayahuasca ceremonies and all kinds of, you know, safaris literally around the world to, quote, find a purpose. That took years and a lot of money and a lot of interesting experiences. <clears throat> In that particular case, this individual believes they finally found a purpose. And I know what it is because we keep in contact. But you know what? It was the same purpose that we discussed years ago before the great sojourn. <clears throat> the very same thing. Loving, serving, and lifting people in this individual's unique way. The discovery for him in that trip was the unique way. <clears throat> 
So here's what I, and it was not different. It's not different today than it was when we talked about it. So here's the way to find your purpose, and that is choose. Just decide. Given your already existing experience, the skills you have, the natural gifts you have, you already know what your purpose could be. You already have an idea what it might be. You already have felt the nudgings of spirit from the other side speaking to you, saying you could do this. And what we do is we struggle around the idea you could do this. What we're looking for is a guarantee, a piece of paper signed by God that says, if you do this, all obstacles will be removed and you will have ultimate success. The point of this life is to go through the struggles and challenges to get to the destination. So no one ever receives a certificate or the equivalent from the divine that says, I guarantee this is exactly what you need to do and there will be no really difficult setbacks and you'll be able to get there and you'll stay motivated all the time and it will just flow. Nobody gets that. There's no such thing. Period. Forget it. End of story. Done. So how do you do it then? Well, you just decide. You look inside of you and you feel, you trust your intuition. That's why meditation is such an important part. We have to create some stillness around us on a regular basis, every single day. Start with 15 minutes in the morning of what? Nothing but sitting still and listening. Listening to your own heart, listening to your breath, listening to and connecting with the divine. And at first, it'll seem silly and difficult, but it will get easier and better and you will start to feel things. And when you do, trust those things. That will lead you where you need to go. Now, using your own intuition and your own connection and your own spiritual practices, whatever they are, you just pick. I'm going to, and here's the key, I'm going to love and serve people and add good to the world this way. Because our foundational mission for all of us is to love each other, serve each other, and add good to the world. That's it. Learn to love, serve, and bless each other's lives while we add good to the world in our unique way. Your unique way comes from your life experience, your existing skills, and your divine gifts. So how you discover your unique way, so you make your declaration. And you know what? Then you take action on that declaration. This is how it gets solidified and clarified even more. In the 16 years since my divine intervention in 2007, it's now 2023, almost 2024, so I'll be able to say 17 years sometime next year. But anyway, in these 16 years, I've adjusted my particular magic of loving, serving, and adding good to the world 50 times. Refined the way I describe it. Refined the vehicles for delivery. When I first started right after 2000, in 2008, I didn't start coaching right away. I didn't start writing a book, my first book, until 2009. And then I wrote several series, five-volume series on meditation. Then I didn't write any more. For, um, so I published those in 2010. I didn't write any until 13, 14 I started. So I waited four years. 
now, as the years have gone by and that refinement takes place, I realize it is my voice, the written voice, the singing voice, the spoken voice. My unique mission is to raise my voice, love you, and I do love you, and invite you with everything I create, my songs, my books, my podcast, my, my music, I said that already, and my coaching and everything, to invite you to your divine self, to discover your divinity, to lean into it, to trust it, to put away the stories of not good enough. And that's the reason my goal this year is 250 million people. Now, last year, through podcasting, through being a guest on others' podcasts, through my LA Talk radio show, through book sales, through videos, through YouTube, all of those things put together, we reached an audience of about 75 million people. And so last year, my goal of 50, we got past it. This year, my year starts on October the 14th, now a month and a half ago, we declared a new goal, 250 million, which is five times bigger. I do not know the mechanism to get there. I am not worried about it. I am moving forward with a committed diligence every day just because I have chosen that to help you love yourself. Reach your divine potential. Love and serve those around you and add good to the world in your unique, blessed, wonderful, and powerful way, which I know you have. So I want you to think about that for a minute. Your ultimate purpose is a declaration, not a discovery. And it feels like a discovery sometimes, but it's a declaration you make by looking at your gifts, your talents, the things you've learned, what you've done before. This is how I'm going to choose to do it. Then you begin to take action on that. My action was to start writing. My action was to create a website and start selling a meditation course. Meditation was the first sort of official tool that I created, my own unique way to help people love themselves, serve each other, and add good to the world. That was my unique way. So I wrote a five-volume series on meditation. They're on Amazon if you want to see them. So, so that was my first effort to get that done, to make that real. And since then, I published those, like I said, in 2010. I created a meditation course. And guess what? I sold some. But it wasn't enough. And so in that process of act, taking action and then experimenting, I began to see what else I could do. Well, I already spoke a lot in my executive career, so we started looking for places to speak. In 2013 or 12, I got my first opportunity to speak on a stage, not in my life, because I'd done that hundreds of times as an executive in the energy industry, but I got my first opportunity to speak at an event for personal development. It was a coaching, three- or four-day coaching event. And I went, and I, was, I submitted a video, et cetera, et cetera, and I got chosen as one of the speakers. I wrote a song for that event. I closed my speech with a song. It was my unique way of doing it, speaking and singing for me, and then writing also. So you take action on what you are intuitively led to do, and then you experiment with it to see it and make adjustments. So that was my beginning journey. I wrote the meditation books. Why? Because I'd been dabbling and practicing diligently meditation since I was a teenager. And I started that because of martial arts. Meditation, it went hand in hand. You know, somebody sitting there doing whatever. And I didn't know how, but I studied and learned. And so the, the uh, infatuation and then diligent experimentation I had with martial arts, earned a couple of black belts and owned a 
uh, martial arts dojong for a while, dojo, some call it, dojong in Korean. So I did that, and from that, guess what, life experience, I discovered my passion, made a declaration about it, like I said, and then played with it. What does the method and form look like? Now, that is the essence of growth. Because you can learn any skill you want. You can learn how to market. You can learn how to edit books. You can learn how to speak from stage. You can learn how to sell things if you want to. You can learn how to basket weave. You can learn how to weld. You can learn how to play the trumpet or the clarinet or, you know, the saxophone. Anything you want to learn, you can learn. But the key is how am I going to tie these skills into loving and serving? That comes from action and experimentation. Now, the difficult part, here is the hard part, and this is what we'll close with. We want things to happen right this minute. We want to pick that purpose and lay out that first book or that first program that we create, and everybody in the world comes flying in, buys our stuff, yippee, I have a big impact, I make good coin, and there I am on my way. I haven't known a single person that that's happened to. Every person has had to work through the struggle. If you read Stephen Pressfield's books, remember that name, Stephen <clears throat> Pressfield. He wrote about the artist, the war of art. And in his definition, art is every creative thing that we do. And he talks about the struggle and the dedication of his own thing. He spent a couple of decades, I think, as a struggling writer, writing, 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 reject, 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 before finally breaking through. And now he has 10 or maybe even 20 books that are well-known and well-published. One of them is a series starting with the War of Art, Do the Work, Turning Pro, The Artist's Journey. And the newest one is called uh, Put Your Ass Where Your Heart Wants to Be. But it talks about this very choice, the choice, the struggle, the effort, taking action and experimenting. And so in the final thing here, there are two things that matter, that matter, I mean, to remind you of. Number one is, this is a journey, so stay in the game. This is a journey, so stay in the game. Stay on the court. Stay, I have a coach friend, Devin Bandison. He's a mindset coach for the NBA, is what he calls himself. And I love it. And I don't know his client list, so I just know that's what he likes to use. But one of the things he says is, get on the court, because he does basketball. But I say, stay in the game, stay in the game. It's easy to be in the bleachers. It's easy to be a kibitzer from the side. Stay in the game. Stay in the game. Doing the work. Creating the output you want. Pressfield says the same. Write every day if you're a writer. Sing every day if you're a singer. Create every day in what your method is. So that's part one. Stay in the game. Stay in the game. Part two is choose to have fun with it. I can promise you there's ups and downs. You're going to get bashed and feel like you failed. So what? So when that happens, you can quit. Oh, crap. Doesn't matter. Won't make it anyway. Or <clears throat> you can say, well, I didn't do what I thought. What can I learn? How can I grow? I'm choosing to have fun. I'm choosing to make this a game, a good game. Fall in love with the learning process. Fall in love. What I've done, because that's happened to me, I'm describing this from my own experience, because I love the learning process now, I look for and receive good, heavy, valuable Intuitive, intuitive intuition and coaching every single day from all kinds of crazy sources, reading sacred literature, a casual conversations, a Facebook post, 
it hits me a certain way and I don't just let it hit me. I say, okay, I'm going to take this apart. How am I going to learn and get coached by every single thing? So you want ultimate purpose? Get to work. Do you want my help? Reach out to me, yourultimatelife.ca. Connect with me on social media. Let's talk because my commitment this year is to help you. 250 million of you. You right here, right now. Discover your purpose, which is to love and bless and serve. But let's figure out how your unique method is to add good to the world. I can't wait to see you. If you want to talk, connect on social, reach out. Go to www.yourultimatelife.ca. Get the free stuff. And let's talk. Let's create your ultimate life. Open your heart in this time around. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope that you take it deeply into your heart and decide for yourself how you can create anything you desire. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends. As always, we'd love to hear your feedback and topic suggestions. Until tomorrow, this is Your Ultimate Life with host Kellen Flukiger. Stand with your heart.